I want us to picture a scene together this morning. For all of the new parents in the room, it shouldn't be too difficult. In fact, for you guys, it might be a bit too close to home. So feel free to switch off for a minute if you like. But for the rest of us, let's use our imagination. It's a Wednesday evening, middle of the week. Parents are tired and the weekend is still a long way off. It's bedtime. At least that's what mum and dad think. Baby has other ideas. After a long struggle, the exhausted parents finally settle down into their own bed where they enjoy 60 minutes sleep of the lowest caliber <laughs> only to be woken again by the sound of baby crying. Now, I don't have children, but Stephen and Becky and Ed and Kate, you feel free to correct me on this if you like, but I imagine that one of you would spring out of bed, eager to meet the situation, <laughs> singing mirthfully the familiar words of Psalm 127, Behold, children are a gift from the Lord. <laughs> what do you think? Am I being naive about it? I imagine that many new parents often feel something quite the opposite. And as much as we know that we ought to be thankful and joyful for everything that we have been blessed with, the words can often ring hollow. And we might feel that way about the blessing of children. But we might also experience that in our marriages, in our friendships, and even in our jobs. These are all great things that we have been given, but it's very common for life to get in the way and to rob us of the enjoyment of these blessings. Well, that wasn't the case in those words that I just quoted from Psalm 127. If you're not familiar with the Psalms, they are a, a book in the Bible uh, we've read from them quite a bit this morning. Uh, they're a collection of songs and poems and other writings, but one of the things that they're really good for is for helping us to understand life as God intended it. So perhaps if we read this psalm in its fullness and we dig into it, we might be able to uncover what it is that causes us to disconnect from these blessings. So the words will be on the screen if you want to read along. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. 
Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So we're going to try and uncover what it is that causes us to disconnect from many of the blessings in our lives. And the key really is in the first two verses of this psalm. And that's what I'll focus on this morning. Those two verses are all about vanity. You might have noticed how the word vain cropped up three times in those two verses. Now let me explain what I mean when I say vanity. Because when I hear that word, I think about a person who obsesses over their physical appearance. For example, you might say to me, Andrew, I notice that you only ever wear a shirt to church when you're speaking at the front. Is that because you're vain? And I'd say, no, it's not because I'm vain. I just like how they accent my figure. That's not the kind of vanity that I'm talking about this morning, because vanity can also mean having an excessive belief in one's own ability. Most of us probably don't think too highly of those individuals who do obsess over their looks, but I think our culture has developed quite an appetite for the other kind of vanity. We elevate those individuals. You think about people like Elon Musk, who believe that they possess everything within themselves to be whoever they want to be. And we encourage our children to be just like them. And that's the kind of self-reliant vanity that we're talking about. So coming back to the psalm then, and, and understanding what we mean when we say vanity, we can interpret the first verse like this. Unless a reliance on God is at the center of our efforts to make a home and to make a family, then we are going about it in a way that is vain because we are relying on our own strength and ability. And unless a reliance on God is at the center of our efforts to protect our family, All of those efforts are in vain also. Building a family and protecting it are two massive responsibilities. And when we try to do that in our own strength, we cannot even begin to fathom the magnitude of the burden that we have heaped on ourselves. Well, it might seem okay to begin with, but look at what starts to happen in verse 2. It talks about rising up early in the morning and finishing up late at night. You have to work long hours, burning the candle at both ends, so that you can get more done or that you can earn more money just to keep everything ticking over. And then there's this business of eating the bread of anxious toil. If you've ever watched someone who's all work, 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 eating a meal, they devour it in a matter of seconds. They cannot wait to leave the table. That is, if they even bother to come to the table at mealtime. Because what should be an important part of the day and an important part in family life has become nothing more than a distraction from their labor. 
They say, I can't afford to stop and enjoy the food on my plate with my family. Now, I don't know about you, but you ask my wife, before I go out the door to work in the morning, I have to know what we're having for dinner so I can spend the whole day looking forward to it. So this is breaking point for me. And we all have that breaking point, you see. There comes a point when we have to say, stop, enough is enough. I am tired of everything in my life being out of alignment. I work and I work and I work to sustain all these things. But I'm under so much strain that I can't even enjoy them. And there's something here for all of us to reflect on. Because we are all very blessed. Children, marriage, friendships, work, even food. All of these great things that we have but can't enjoy because we've built them on our own backs and we are weary from carrying them. Our vanity is the millstone around our neck that drags us under. And the only answer to that is to let go of our vanity, to accept that we don't have to be this great self-sufficient person and to realize that there is another way, another foundation on which we can build all of these things. There is a loving Father, God, who invites us to build our lives on him. And when we rely on him, for the building and the protection of the family. And when we rely on him for all of the other good stuff in life, we can find a place of rest, a place where we can stop and actually enjoy what we have been given. We're talking about building a life centered around God. And there will be some of us here this morning who know what I mean by that, but are struggling to actually do it. And there may be some of us this morning for whom that is a foreign concept. You don't know what it means to build a life around God, and that's okay. Regardless of where you're at this morning, there are people here who are more than happy to talk to you, myself included. If you feel that any of what I've said has resonated with you, if you feel like you've got these things but you're not able to appreciate or enjoy them, and you want to make a change in your life, don't let that opportunity pass you by this morning. I encourage you to speak to somebody. Let's close with a prayer. Father, we thank you for all of the good things in this life which come ultimately from you. We thank you for grace and we thank you for Reuben. We thank you for all of the children in our lives. We thank you for our friendships. We thank you for our marriages. We thank you for our jobs. And we thank you for the food on our plate. Father, we confess that we try to build our legacies and we try to honor ourselves. But Lord, we admit that all we've succeeded in doing is smearing our dirt over the good things that you have provided. 
Forgive us, we pray, for all of the times that we have failed to put you at the center of our lives. We ask for your help to break those cycles and to worship you as God, as King, and as provider of all. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.